All right. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is going to be part two of the external and internal validation episode. Um, so if you have not watched part one, be sure to watch that because we basically break down all the components of this topic. Uh, so the first part was all about external validation and the importance of external validation, but also the importance of having balance between internal and external. So that's really what we're going to be talking about today is how we can, um, if we are somebody that is over-reliant on external validation, how we can start to heal that and restore the parts that need to be in balance for us to be able to have, you know, internal and external validation. They're both uh, beautiful when they're being used with, you know, the right intention. Um, so yes, let's, uh, let's dive right in. We won't waste any time. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll start with Reno this time. What gets in the way of you feeling internally validated? So literally as I'm sitting here, it's so funny because I had this like I had this inspiration to just like reach and grab this this like mirror and see <laughs> shit is just like dusty. <laughs> and this as a as kind of like a like a metaphor. There's like all these like smudge marks and and things in the way. Yeah. And I think that's like I would say like that is that is sort of like a metaphor for let's say the thoughts or like the shame or like the trauma that I've experienced in the past, the conditioning that I've experienced in the past that is in, in is, is sort of in the way of me, um, you know, feeling like my best self and and radiating that mm, I'm gonna say innate beauty, brilliance, light glory whatever you want to call it that that i believe is in every single person like we every single person has this capacity is made up of this stuff you know and so yeah it's like um you know my the bully well i won't i won't say his last name but like you know i'm thinking of Devin in like grade school you know um and and the ways in which he was mean to me or the kids um on the playground or out of my community who said unkind things to me um whether it was like you're you know you're like a girl or you know don't wear that or don't why are you talking that way or you know why are you moving that way or why are you dressing that way or why are you being that way um i'm thinking of the moments when i was reprimanded while moving in an authentic way, you know, reprimanded by, say, a parental figure, an authority figure, or even someone who, like, I was close to and was kind of surprised that they would, you know, maybe say something like that to me when I felt like I was in my, my sort of glory or authenticity. And, and, and recognizing that, like, that may have been coming from a place of their own insecurity, you know. Um, also, I would say um, there, I think external, let's say rhetoric or influence, like the media, um, there's sort of, there's a subliminal messaging that happens when say you're constantly seeing people who look a certain way or behave a certain way or dress a certain way, or talk a certain way, or live in a certain way, or have certain things, or, um, you know, um, 
to spend time in particular groups, right? We we talked about a lot of this in the in the previous episode. It's like those things can subliminally impact um, whether or not I'm internally validated. And then I would say, you know, connected to all of that would be things like social media and and social groups and social pressure, all of that, um, those things become distractive. Um, they, they pull me away from sometimes, depending, um, you know, it's nuanced, but they pull me away from um, having an internally validated um, relationship with myself, you know, an internally sourced, um, and and ideally internally thriving relationship with myself, you know, and I'm sure the list goes on. I've certainly missed some, I imagine, but that's that's what I've got. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Thanks, Reno. Mm. What about you, Mr. Michael? Yeah, I think everything Reno said for sure. Um, I call that I call that forgetting who I am. Everything that you kind of said when when mm. you kind of forget that that lose that's that connection. So good. Yeah, I just kind of forget who I am sometimes. And um, for me, that's a very spiritual thing. The way you described it, you know, was, was great. Like, I definitely understood all of that. Um, you know, another way you can say it is I kind of forget the way, I, the way I like to think about it is like seeing myself through the eyes of the universe or God or source, mm. whatever whatever word you want to use there, right? Like the universe isn't sitting up, up down, wherever they're judging you <laughs> like, oh, Oh, you really should have done better on that one, Michael. Like, that's not how that works, at least not in my belief system. That's not how that works. Okay. So I think when I forget who I am, that really takes me out of it. Um, so losing connection to that really deep sense of self that I am perfectly imperfect, right? It's not about being perfect. It's about being imperfect. And that that is just exactly the way I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. uh, with all the flaws and all of the mistakes and all of the, the times I fuck up and disappoint people. Not to say that I'm condoning that behavior, but it, it happens. I'm human, right? Um, and so to that, I guess the the way I would put that into practice is when I fall off my habits that keep me to that connected self. So, so when it comes to my rituals, what that means is the little things I do day to day, such as um, going for walks outside, getting into nature, just having that alone time. Uh, that solo time for me to go inward and just check in with myself and connect with myself. Those little things each day those little habits just kind of keep me in that sense of that space of inner validation. Um, the opposite of that is kind of like what Reno touched upon with social media. What keeps me out of it or what gives me, what gets in the way of feeling internally validated is when I'm over-focused on the external, when I get out of my lane, <laughs> yeah. when I'm focused on my lane, I'm pretty good. When I start looking at other people's lanes, what they're doing, what's going on over here, mm. what, what he's doing, what he posted, what they look like you know, all that stuff, then it throws me right off. So I would say that comparison, the compare and despair factor definitely takes me out of the internal validation. Um, what I like to do, of course, comparing is again, part of, part of our social being, right? We can have this conversation as well. It's just what we do. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's a way to do it. I think that is beneficial to me. Like if something is inspiring, um, and I'm like, oh, wow, if they can do it, then I can do that too. Or that's a great idea. That's going to inspire me to do this thing over here. Um, and that way it's beneficial or just simply admiring it. Like, oh, wow, good, good for them. Good job. Way to go. And it means nothing about me at all. Versus when I use the comparison as a weapon against myself, like, oh, they did it. I suck. <laughs> um, that's where it kind of throws me off. So um, 
you know, when I'm in those other people's lanes, that's usually when, when I swerve right off into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, hyper-focus on the external and not focusing enough on my lane. I guess if we're going to use analogies, that's it. When I'm get too, too much out of my own lane. Yeah. I, I want to add a couple of things that I, I thought about when you're speaking to Michael. I mean, I could say this about all, like both of you, um, but you have such a way with words. Like I love, I love the simplicity in like how you described all of that. And I just really felt it like, yeah, it, thank you. That was beautiful. I, I find when I'm on these, um, like when I'm in these conversations, I'm like learning stuff and realizing stuff as we're all speaking. So it's really cool. Same. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, there were two things, and and one was um, one was this recognition as you were speaking, Michael, um, of the like importance of that balance. Like, you know, I think sometimes if we become too internalized, then we sort of our our relationship to the external diminishes. If we become yeah. too externalized, our relationship to the internal diminishes. So what I saw was kind of that dance between the two and honoring you know, honoring both of them, you know, the internal and the external. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is like, you know, so much of what's happening when we're, when we're, when we're sort of discussing validation, um, internal or external, um, has to do with thought, you know, like it, it's sort of interesting to just step back and really, really observe the fact that like, what is happening here is is thought, is ideas. Like someone is having a thought or an experience and then they're sharing that with you. You're having a thought or an experience and then that's like, you know, you're having a thought and then maybe an associated feeling and that's creating an experience in you. And I think there's something to be said about being able to like hold that gently and lightly, you know, rather than sort of, ripping it or mm, making it mean so much you know and it's okay sometimes to be like oh that meant so much to me and I think also to sort of yeah just kind of hold it and be like you know when someone says you're you know a piece of crap or you know uh, critiques you or something like that to be able to sort of hold that lightly and when someone says you're the best thing since sliced bread to be able to hold that lightly too and be like, oh, that's, you know, that, that's really nice. You, you know, you suck. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that with me. You know, that's cool. Yeah. 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 yeah I love that. It, it's, it's interesting because when we first started the brotherhood, we've told this story many times that there was a lot of criticism and being attacked and a lot of it was directed at me. And, um, because at that time I was being asked to heal this part of me, it was very painful. It was hurtful to go through all this because I was outsourcing. And then that was my people pleaser. So doing a lot of healing around this now, you know, I get criticism and stuff and it doesn't really have much of an impact on me. And I will say too, like the, when I, when I do get positive feedback, I still, it still feels good, but it's like when you heal this part of you, you're not, you're kind of neutral to it all. You can take it or leave it. You know what I mean? So it's not like I yeah. need these people to tell me that I'm worthy to be here and doing this with you guys. Like, you know, and if they get, if I get knocked down or people try and knock me down, it doesn't knock me down. So it's just interesting, right? Like it, you, it really shows us the work we need to do when we are so um, fragile and swayed 
in the direction mm. of, of the people that are are trying to sway us right so that's part of it is like being in my power is being grounded and centered in myself that the wind can't blow me around right wind being the mm. people around me um but i want to share a bit about kind of what was coming up for me because the what gets in my way of feeling internally validated was a lot of things i have a quite a long laundry list here of things i want to share um, the first one was not knowing how I didn't know how to internally validate. I didn't even know what it was. Um, because I think I grew up in a, a household where I didn't get encouraged to individuate. I didn't get encouraged to have my own boundaries and be who I was. And I didn't know who I was for, for a lot of growing up. I was very, I had a very open sense of self and I kind of felt like I was like, um, like porous you know what I mean so when it comes to me feeling internally validated like you know add on top of that the shame of being gay and struggling with that for me it it told me again that there was something wrong with me being gay that there's something wrong and that sense of I'm wrongness told me that my opinion of me there was something wrong. If there's something wrong with me, my opinion of me must be wrong, right? So I wasn't able to internally validate, I think, for that reason. And then within the shame, you know, umbrella for me, it was a lot of self-limiting beliefs um, about who I was and my worth. Um, I had a lot of self-doubt. And I, you know, from that place of self-doubt, it was like, I, I just couldn't, I literally couldn't validate myself because I didn't feel like my opinion of me was valuable, right? It was just, it was such a messed up place to be. And I think that's from that place is where I started to learn how to use external validation to, to get my needs met. And um, I did that in my, in my family system as well. Like I grew up in quite a codependent household um, and had a lot of codependency with my mother. And what codependency taught me was that my sense of self didn't matter. Um, my mother's needs were more important than mine. And that was where I think a lot of my my self-worth issues came from is I didn't I didn't actually go through the phase as a young boy of learning how to have a separate sense of self. My sense of self was measured based off of my mother, right? It was such an interesting dynamic. So that's where this, you know, the the the, the main point I want to make here is what got in the way of me feeling externally validated was this over-reliance on external validation. And wow. but the point you made and it really stood out to me, Reno, when you shared about the plant and the soil and the sunlight, like we it needs these elements in order to thrive. But there's also this process of like when the plant gets these elements, it then has to do its own internal thing and it has to grow. Right. And I think for me that I'm I'm now learning in my life how to allow these things to come in now and start to help me grow, right? Because I do think external validation is, like I wrote down here, over-reliance on external validation, but the other side to that could be not letting external validation in, not letting people mm. in to support you and help you develop that part of you that it then therefore feels like you're confident enough to validate yourself. So they're, they're, they go they go hand in hand, right? Like we really need both of them. We can't have internal validation without external validation being a part of it. So, and this is a very new realization for me. And I went through this point of like, I called it turning off the taps of external validation. Well, guess what? I had to turn the taps back on. And that was a really confusing, like 
I don't, I can't even really describe the process. It was just really challenging for me because it really highlighted to me how I need to start letting people in to help me um, hold up that mirror because I have blind spots, right? I, I need the external world to show me um, my internal world, right? And I didn't like that. I hated that. And I, I had a lot of ego energy around that. Like, I don't need people, keep people out um, to protect myself. But now I'm learning how to let people back in. And it's like, I'm learning a lot about myself just through the, the humility of that process, right? And the mirroring that other people can provide to us. And like, I think you two are good examples and Callan and, and all the people in my life that really reflect to me in a very authentic way like it's it's so important to have this so yeah oh my god i had chills when you were speaking mm. <laughs> i was like yes this is so good yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. thanks reno yeah wow um okay <clears throat> question two um how do you practice internal validation hmm Mm. 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 <laughs> <Three> bitch. <laughs> for those who can't see that was rena holding up, up a mirror <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's funny i was i was in the bathroom the other day i was like i was taking a shower and uh yeah i forgot it's audio and video that's so funny i was in the bathroom the other day and I was looking at myself in the mirror. I just come out of the shower and I have my towel on and I go through this whole like full body lotioning thing I do, um, moisturizing thing. And uh, I looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, pretty bitch. <laughs> and it felt <laughs> to myself, you know. Um, and and yeah, I, I think like it. that's just like one sort of playful example of, you know, internal validation and self-appreciation you know in that moment like that that was you know that was coming from me that was for me from me um I felt I felt so good in that moment I was appreciating my body there was another instance too where like again uh, there's a theme here me half naked um <laughs> I I was in my robe and my underwear and I was I was I had just gone pee and I was standing in front of the bathroom mirror and I just had this moment where I was like, I look really good right now. I ran downstairs and I said to my friend, I said, yo, would you do me a favor? He said, what's up? I said, can we do a quick photo shoot in the kitchen? And so I had this, like, I have it here now, but I have this, like, saucer and this, like, coffee cup. And I'm in this robe and my underwear. And I kind of sit on the counter. I put my shades on. And I have sunglasses on. And I got her to do this whole, like, photo shoot. And I'm like fresh out of bed at this point, right? But it was just so fun. And it's like these moments where we're, we're like where I'm feeling myself, I'll, I'll ride them sometimes, you know, and just like really enjoy them because there's also a lot of moments where I'm not feeling myself, you know, where I'm not like into myself. And, you know, in those moments, um, you know, in, in speaking to internal validation, those are the moments where like the work happens, you know, it's like, those are the moments where I'm invited to go deep, to go inside, like really go inside and hang out with myself and whatever's there and sit with that and spend a bit of time with it. Um, and I think a big way that I find myself practicing internal validation is 
to, and I know y'all speak about this all the time in this community, um, is to sit with it and welcome it, you know, to like welcome it all. It's like, oh, in this moment, I'm experiencing this like deep visceral shame or guilt or anger, whatever's coming up, you know, I'm really not liking myself or that thing I said earlier, or these things I'm thinking, oof. Um, and to just kind of sit with all of that and breathe through it and be with it and hold it and make space for it. That's become so powerful. Um, I think another, another way that I practice internal validation is like what I would call self-permission. Because gosh, Matt, when you were talking about your relationship to your mom and mm -hmm. that, I'm like, gosh, we could talk about that for hours. I can relate. Um, I love my mom, right? But also um, our relationship made it really difficult for me um, to, to, I don't know, to have boundaries, to, yeah. um, to, you know, to sort of cultivate what we're talking about here, you know, because there maybe wasn't room for me all the time because I'm carrying this person, you know? Totally, yeah. So, you know, I think there were, there were moments throughout the progression of that healing and that reconciling where I um, had to go inward and give myself permission, you know? It was like, okay, what I'm feeling is okay. These thoughts are okay. What I'm experiencing is okay. What's happening in this moment is okay. What I look like is okay. You know, like what's here is okay. Um, those are some of the ways I think. And then as, as I said earlier, going back to um, my rituals in the morning, and I'm realizing as I'm saying this, that's a big one. It's like when I choose to get up and exercise and meditate, and go for walks. I do these things called, I call them um, like God walks. And basically what I do is I'll go for a walk and I'll hit record on my voice memo and I'll go and I'll walk and I'll talk to myself mm. and talk until I'm done. And it's kind of, it's like, um, it's like um, when, it, when we take a dog for a walk and it like has its sort of morning poop, but before the poop comes, the dog has to kind of walk, walk <laughs> around a bit and then the poo finally comes so i do that i go for my walk and it's kind of like my morning you know emotional mental psychological poop right and it just comes out and, <laughs> and why i've got my headphones in and my voice memo going isn't because i go back and listen to that shit i could it's because i don't look crazy while i'm walking down the street talking to myself but sometimes I practice moving into that edge and just being like, forget it. I'm just going to walk and talk to myself and I'm going to look nutters and that's fine, you know. Um, but these these daily practices, like sitting in front of the mirror and lotioning myself and feeling myself and, and you know, and connecting to my body and appreciating, um, that's a, I mean, these are huge. They're paramount, you know, to, to an internal validation. And then when I go out into the world, it's like someone says, oh, you look really good today. That's like icing and cherries on a cake that's already baked for hours before I left the house, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, thank you. That's great. Like, I love to hear that. And and I, like, I spent a lot of time cultivating that within myself. Mm -hmm. Bonus, you know, sprinkles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That resonates 
with me because that is exactly what I do as well. I, I love the trick of using the recorder. I haven't thought of that one, but oh, I, I talk to myself constantly, both in my mind and uh, out loud. Um, usually when I'm at home, I do it out loud. Star, star, my partner's always like, huh, what? I'm like, no, no, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> but I think that's it. For me, that definitely helps. And you know, the question, how do you practice internal validation? I was like, you just do it. Like you just validate yourself with mm. words. Like mm -hmm. it's, we don't have to get too much more in depth and that's how it works for me. I mean, I'm, I'm a simple guy. I like simple solutions, uh, not necessarily easy solutions, but simple ones. Um, and so that really has been the way that I've, that I practice it. And it's, that's the most, um, I guess the easiest I could do it immediately. I could do it in my, in my mind. Um, and it's sometimes in the mirror. So if I'm having a really tough time, if I'm, if I'm struggling with something, I will actually go to the mirror and like, look at myself and talk to myself and whether I need a pep talk or whether I need whatever it is I need, that's what I'll do. Um, and, and that is actually, I mean, it sounds so simple, but it works for me. Mm. Um, this kind of leads into the skill of having your own back, which I talk about a lot, mm. uh, which I think is like one of the way I teach is like one of the legs of a table uh, on the table of confidence, self-confidence. One of those legs is having your own back. Yeah. And this for me has always been a gap. I can call it a gap in my life. As far as I could remember, like in my friend groups and like school, if people were like saying something bad about me or teasing me, I always wanted so bad this person to just jump in and defend me and have my back and say, no, no, you don't talk to Michael like that. He's not like that. And that never happened. Never, never. So most of the time I just sat there and took it or ran away or whatever, just mm -hmm. internalized it. But I never had that person to come in and like swoop in and defend me. So something I always wanted. And this followed me through like my work life and such. Until one day I realized, Michael, you, you are the one. <laughs> to swoop in and defend yourself. You are the one who needs to have your own back, who needs to advocate for yourself, who needs to say, no, you don't get to talk to me like that. You don't get to say that about me, that's wrong. Um, set those boundaries. And so I didn't learn that until later in my life. And then the next phase of that was when I realized I needed to do that for myself, defending myself against my own self-critic. Because mm -hmm. that guy was just as nasty, if not worse the shame guy, you know, the, the self-critic within there who wants to cut me down, tells me I'm not good enough. Who am I to la, 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 la. That guy, he's very loud in my mind. I've talked about that here. Um, and so sometimes I have to like have my own back against myself and say, hey, 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 Michael, we're not talking to ourselves like this today. Yeah. This is this is like old stuff. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to be kinder. We're going to be gentler. We're going to be softer. Um, so giving myself that what I need, giving myself what I need most, if it's comfort, if it's soothing, if it's, you know, a, a place to just let things out, whatever that may be. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's the simplest answer, but it's what I got for you guys is just talking to yourself with kindness. And Reno, I'm going to take your idea. I'm going to pretend I'm talking to someone on the phone. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be fun too, by the way. I, I, I like, I think talking to myself is really fun sometimes. Cause like I have an argument with myself and like, we are just we're just having a good time. Sometimes it's not all serious and like dread in there. It's we, we do have a good time. <laughs> me and me and my many personalities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You guys have such good ideas. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I want to flip this concept on its head a little bit because uh, I, I, I want to share a bit about my journey 
Um, Over-reliance on external validation was my path. And I think for me, it was a play on making my opinion matter to me again, because everybody mm. else's opinion mattered more than my opinion. So there was this reclamation of my opinion. So I think one thing that I'll suggest is um, to use your opinion more, right? Um, and that and use it in, in a positive way, because when we share our opinion in a negative way, we're more likely to get resistance and people will want to fight if they don't agree with our opinion and that can beat us down how i think it's healthy to use your opinion is by complimenting people right and then people will validate you and say wow thank you that felt really good to hear that and then your opinion just mattered to them right and when our opinion matters to someone else it will it will it'll help it matter to us so i'm kind of like talking to the people who have the same struggle that I had where over-reliance on external validation was, is your problem, okay? So once that starts to reclaim itself and you start to make your opinion more valuable, it will. you can then start to transform it making it valuable to yourself, which is what you guys were sharing. Like, you know, like talking to yourself in the mirror, going on walks, like you're know, really just starting to own and, and step back into your power. And um, so for me, it was like, it is a mental thing, but... I think where it became more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where it actually stuck, the, my mind is very fluid, and it doesn't grab onto concepts for long periods of time. So worth for me does not exist in my mind. It's the, the, the more permanent states of being that I'm looking to achieve are embodied states. So when I feel worthiness in my body is when I feel worthy, not when I think worthy thoughts. Okay. So those are like good for momentary. Like if I'm about to get up and do a performance, I can coach my mind into getting into the right place of, of, of mind to do it, but it doesn't stick right where it sticks is here. So in, and I'm holding my hand on my heart for people that are listening. Um, so I think that's that's an important thing to note here is that it's like, if we really want to get to the place where we start to feel worthy of validating ourselves, it needs to come from a place of embodiment. Um, and I, I always say that, right? In almost every episode, I'm always, you know, trying to teach people coming back home to the body. Um, and the last point I'll make here is about worthiness. Um, I've had such a my God, like this has been one of my biggest life lessons is um, worthiness is not something that you can uh, pursue. It's not something you can build. It's just something that is in you. It's a well and it's a never ending well. And what ends up happening is we sever our connection to that well. That's that's it. The well is always in you. It's always full. It's ready to, to, to nourish you with water. Uh, of worthiness, but we need to reconnect back into it. So instead of trying to pursue worthiness, it's like more of a remembrance, we need to remember that it's our birthright to feel worthy. And it's our birthright to, to, um, yeah, to, to feel worthy. And, but a lot of it is the healing work. And the healing work is like, undoing the conditioning that we may have learned that our opinion isn't worthy and whether that came through codependency enmeshment shame inadequacy whatever wherever this is coming from that's the part of us that we need to sit with and heal then once that happens we just fall back into worthiness right um so and, and that's been so helpful for me because i think for most of my life i was in a pursuit of worthiness i was trying to find it and it's not something that you find. It's something that you remember. And um, But the beautiful thing about that, and I will say this, is that external validation helped me remember that. The mirror that people hold up, 
right? The When somebody sees my divinity and my beauty and they reflect that back to me, whether it's through words or just through a look or through an energy that they exude to me, towards me, that's when I can remember my worthiness. So again, this is just as important as, as internal validation as is letting in people to help you and externally validate you, right? And this is all like really fresh wisdom that's coming through in my life right now as, as, as I'm learning how to like re-receive and, and doing that. And I'm still on my own little journey of remembering my worthiness. Um, I've come a long way, but I still have some, some you know, some growth in this area. And I, I don't know if it'll ever be complete. I think it's kind of like a lifelong thing. Maybe, you know, that's one of the meanings of life is like constantly, you know, we come into this life perfect, whole and complete, we go through our domestication, we get injuries on that we're not worthy, and then we spend our life healing them. And, mm. you know, so, but I, I want to arrive mm. at, at, a, at a destination one day that I just feel fully <laughs> worthy. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know if it's ever going to happen. But um, yeah, I just want to focus on the strides I have made and, and the the wholeness that I do feel at most times in my life. So I could listen to the two of you talk for ages. It's so <laughs> it's just like, oh, I have so many times when you guys are speaking, I just get like chills because it's so good. Mm. It's good. Yeah. Oh. I feel the same way about you, Reno. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, both both of you, obviously, Michael already knows. That. <laughs> <laughs> Michael knows how much I love. Thanks for the validation, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, okay, question three. Um, how have you learned to be more balanced when it comes to feeling valuable? Michael, do you want to go first? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can go first. Yeah. I mean, I think that what you just said, Matt, that's it. It's that reminder, um, which as much as I know that and teach that and go on and on about that and on my posts and with my clients and even with myself, it's you, it's a forget, like I forget. And I think that's why this conversation about the external and the internal validation is so important because sometimes when you forget that you have that never ending well, to use your example, you start looking for it very desperately elsewhere and you find it but then it goes away because that well does dry up, right? And like I said, if you're expecting it from other people, it's gonna come and go as quickly as their moods change. Um, so I think for me, it definitely has a lot to do with reminding myself that in the moments that I am at my worst, I'm just as worthy as the moments that I'm at my best. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change. There's nothing I can do more. There's nothing I can do less. I'm just as worthy as someone that I might feel very negatively towards they are just as worthy as i am um so i think that's the reminder which i love that you you kind of reminded us of that of that again um and then kind of remembering you know when you when you clutched your heart i do that as well i kind of find that that whatever chakra that is my heart chakra right in the middle there um and i kind of remind myself that that's where i am and even if i don't see it even if i don't feel it the the analogy i use is the one of the sun so the sun is always there we don't need to see it right now I'm looking at a gray sky it's raining but the sun is there i don't question that i know it's there somewhere even if even in the darkest time of the night i know that the sun is shining somewhere else mm -hmm. so that's the way i kind of try to remind myself is it doesn't need to be a bright sunny day the analogy here meaning i don't really need to necessarily feel like i'm at my best or at my most worthy it's still there and that's okay i can i've learned to like i don't need to see it i don't need to feel it i can feel like shit today i can feel shame yeah. right now 
I could feel um, not good enough in whatever way. So I guess it, it's, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but uh, you, what you said just really inspired me to to kind of talk about how I find that balance within and letting myself feel not enough, letting myself feel insecure and knowing um, if I do need that external validation, sometimes I'll just ask for it, right? If it's with someone I trust, I'll say, listen, I've had a shitty day. Can you just, you know, can you just remind me? <laughs> but usually this happens if I've had a, uh, like a something happen at work, I'll ask her, can you just remind me why I do this? <laughs> like, why, why am I doing this again? And he'll kind of remind me, I'm like, oh yeah, right, thank you. So that's another example of the external validation being good. Um, yeah, I think another thing, a question that I kind of, I want to add a sub question here if we can, is where, where who, determines, who determines value? Yeah. In my business, it's very easy. My clients determine my value. I put I put an offer out there. Here's what coaching is. Here's here's how it works. Here's the price. Do you find that valuable? Yes or no? Very easy. But like in life, <laughs> who determines this, right? I have my personal core values, authenticity, empowerment, and, and exploration. Those are kind of like the, the things to which I live my life by. So I guess I'm answering my own question. When I'm living in integrity, that's when... I have that value. Like, okay, I'm for the most part, I'm doing these things. I'm living a life that that I want to live. And if you notice, none of those things have anything to do with money, success, body, relationships, even. It's also, it's all very much um internal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I kind of added a question there. Sorry. But I do want to know that as you answer this, I guess Reno, uh, first tell tell us like where who determines value for you, and then you can answer the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so you said who or what determines value what i guess what like what, what's, what? what's yeah. the measure of value uh, right? yeah i mean me like i like i do i guess okay. yeah. um i don't yeah it you know it's interesting because we're talking about things like value and worthiness and like hmm Hmm. So this is kind of formulating as we're having this conversation. Um, it literally just came up, but it's like, I, I talked about something some time ago. I had posted something on Instagram where I said, worth, I said, worthiness is a thought. It's an idea. And I kind of riffed on this. You know, it's like we, we're, we're often talking about like value and worthiness, right? And it's like, well, okay, first of all, what do these words mean? What are their origins? Um, what meaning do we personally give them? And and ultimately, it's an idea. You know, it's like like worthiness is an idea. Value is an idea, right? And if you ask different people, they're going to experience that word or that idea in a different way. And so this kind of brings me back to what I said earlier about being able to hold this all lightly. And I think what's coming through and what was coming through as we were discussing this is, well, is this creating the experience that I want to be having? You know, is this for me the experience that I want to be having? If it's not, well, maybe I need to rethink it, you know, and maybe shift in a different direction or look at it differently or hold it differently or what have you. So I don't know, at some point I stopped really kind of spending a lot of time looking at like like value and worthiness and more so kind of coming to a simpler place of 
is this creating the experience that I want to be having or isn't it, you know, and then sort of maybe moving away from it and in the direction of what is, if it's not. And, and, and then, and then I think also just like if we were to look at mm, some of the things that, um, you know, that, that <clears throat> symbolize value, um, whether it's like what we're wearing or how we look or, you know, how we speak or education or whatever it is. Um, again, those are all, those are all kind of thoughts and ideas and, you know, they're made up and they're part of this like social construct. And so let's, let's go with the example of like my body, my hair, like, yeah, sure. There's a piece where, you know, when it's cut just the right way, it sort of frames everything else and it looks really good. And, creates an experience for me that is satisfactory and creates an experience for someone else that maybe turns them on or something when they're looking at me. But it's like this, like this hair for all intents and purposes, it like, it just, it serves a purpose. Like scientifically speaking, it just serves a purpose. My nails, like, yeah, they could be like pretty and manicured and whatever, but they're like there so I can like, they're functional. They're there so I can like open stuff, right? It's like, my my you know if i have abs or something like they're just probably a reflection of how much i'm using this this you know this body that area of my body um for functional purposes so it's just kind of funny when we start to look at all of this stuff through that lens it's all and i like this word like function you know it's like functional and it's fun so for me i just find holding all of that lightly and viewing it through that, you know, through that lens allows me to maybe not take it all so seriously and to just kind of play with it, you know? Um, because as RuPaul says, it's like, we're born naked and the rest is drag, right? So it's like, yeah, just, you know, like I, I, I find holding it all lightly has really served me in that regard. Um, and, and coming back to what I said originally, um, I think I've arrived at a place where more or less um, it ebbs and flows, but like I, I determine my value and what's valuable. Um, and I recognize that it's made up. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. It up in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. There's a benefit to going last is, is that I get to get stimulated. And yeah. <laughs> what, what was the question though, Michael? Can you repeat it? What? Uh, yeah. Uh, the question like the, was... the, your your sub question. Oh, uh, what for you determines <clears throat> value? Like, how do you determine value? Mm, oh yeah. Okay. Like, how do you how do you define that word? Hmm. So, you know, if you think about like what creates value in our world it would be like supply and demand, right? If there's a low supply and a high demand, something's very valuable, right? So there's this element of like, we need the other and the responsiveness of the system in order to determine what's valuable. And that's like conditioning, in my opinion. Like we all get programmed to believe that, you know, this certain beauty standard is the one, right? And we put it on the pedestal. And so we associate value to that. And then we measure ourselves up against that. And we say, well, I'm not that. So I must not be valuable, right? That's externally focused value. 
And there's an important part to that because we can't change the system. We have to play within it if we want to get our needs met, right? If we, we all strive towards looking attractive so we can get our needs met. But then we get to a point in life where it's like, fuck that. I don't want to play that game anymore, right? I don't want to put this shit on, the ped on a pedestal. I'm going to reclaim that. So there's a reclamation. And then the value becomes more motivated based off of what's authentic to you. And so I do think, again, like I'm going to speak from my very dualistic mind and I'll say both external and internal create value for me. My journey, though, has been about restoring balance because I really have given more more to the external world on what makes me valuable. And now I'm going through a process of reclaiming that. And I want to share what came alive when you actually asked this question. I felt kind of emotional because I'm going through a period right now where I'm feeling very disoriented and very unstable in my life. Like this singing thing has brought up a lot of stuff. I'm feeling very exposed. I'm feeling very vulnerable. And I'm really being shown right now, like how much I have a fear of failure in front of people. And I'm constantly like con contorting my life in a way that I don't have to experience that, right? So being live and singing and performing in front of people, there is so many opportunities to fail publicly. And it's creating so much fear inside of me. And I'm really realizing like how much I need people to, to like my, you know, like just my family, my friends to like support me through this, but I suck at that. I completely suck at letting people in to help me and support me because I help people. I support people. I'm not the one that needs that. Right. That's a core belief of mine that I'm really unpacking right now. And I'm like, I'm starting to see like how, like almost it's like how like I'm just yearning to be held I'm yearning to be held by people right now and it's like this more tender kind of sensitive part of me that's like really being shown and I'm tying this back into value in the sense that like when I'm letting myself be held I feel valuable right and this isn't this is an injury that I have I have I've struggled to let people hold me and it's been an impairment of me being able to just feel valuable right so <laughs> I didn't realize how much this episode was going to really like, like, like bring so much stuff home for me. Like, I'm like, holy crap, like, you know, this whole external internal is really playing on a lot of my dynamic in my life right now. And um, when I do fail publicly, what am I going to need to do? I'm going to need to be with the shame and be with the vulnerability hangover. And then I'm going to need to be held. I'm going to need to be held by somebody, right? And when you were sharing Michael about like star being there for you and like, it was like, that's what I want. I really want somebody that can be my person that I can like, you know, feel held by. Um, but it's, I, I need to do the work on like holding myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And like be there for myself too. So it's, again, it's this whole kind of this whole dance. Um, I'm tired, yo. I'm so tired. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. an exhausting transformation that I'm going through right now. And I feel like just a lot of heaviness around it. And like, um, yeah, but I do trust that what I'm doing right now is I'm expanding and it's terrifying and it's through that expansion that I'm like learning and growing, but I'm like, you know, when you're like, you go through a transformation and like, you kind of push your edge out and it's like scary, you make a choice, but then you have to keep showing up. And it's like the, the fear can either intensify or decrease. It's never like you just make a decision and then it's done. Like you have to keep showing up. And that's what I'm going through right now is a lot of like, yeah, it just feels really um, unstable. It's the best word to describe it. I feel quite unstable right now uh, in my life. Um, hey, yes. I, 
It, it's so funny because before you even said, before you even said held, like being held, there was this moment where you started speaking and I, I had this, it was like the, 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 like the big black mama in me <laughs> came through and I wanted to be like, come to mama, come here, yeah. come here. I got you. Yeah. yeah. That's very sweet. Before you even said it, but yeah, I love that you said that. And also I want to acknowledge you in this moment. And, mm. and I, I love, um, the way you share yourself here and mm -hmm. your journey and the things that you're going through. And, and you are, you're very beautiful and very radiant in your, um, in your like authenticity and your rawness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's cool. And I feel like, you know, I'll speak for myself. See, Michael's doing twinkle fingers. <laughs> yeah. We, there's so, I feel like I get so much, like we, we gain so much and, um, in those moments when you're when you're sharing in that way and you're sharing those parts of yourself and I just feel so connected to you it's lovely so Aww. it's really beautiful yeah thanks mm -hmm. Reno mm -hmm. that means a lot to me you yeah sweet <laughs> yeah um okay I want to just share some practical things that I wrote down um so how have I learned to be more balanced when it comes to feeling valuable so I try to be mindful of the intention behind my seeking of validation outside myself. Again, just reminding myself that like, okay, I'm doing this because I need it for this reason. And again, that's like the transformative part for me is, is it's, they're both beautiful, but I really want to be mindful of like, why am I doing this? Like, what am I actually trying to get? Um, because it's like, if I'm like seeking something from my, like, like, let's say my vocal coach and I'm seeking something for her from her and I don't get it then it's like, it can be an injury for me. But if it's like, I tell her, you know what, I'm really needing like to be held right now. And I'm really needing you to tell me like the areas of my voice that sound good. Like that's intentional external validation seeking, right? As opposed to it being kind of this like shadowy, like manipulative kind of aspect. It's like, get really clear about the need that you have and then go for it, like ask for it, you know? And I think that for me is more intentional and it's been helping me. Um. I allow love in by opening my heart. This is the work I'm going through right now, like really, really deeply in my life. And I'm learning how to like open my heart, become more tender, more sensitive um, in my external, like, you know, in, in that part of me. I'm, in, I'm sensitive internally, but I'm not sensitive like in so much in my outside stuff. So I'm learning how to be more um, that. Um, and then one thing that I wrote down here is remind myself that validation is not love. These are two very different things. And I think oftentimes people confuse them like, okay, I'm going to get mm -hmm. validation from the external world and that's going to be love. And I think if we, if we grew up in an environment in our, in our, you know, household or in our family system where we confuse those two things, that can be a, a reason why we continue to seek it. Right. So it's like seeking out um, validation from our partners and, and these sorts of things because we didn't learn how to internally validate. And again, so looking at it like validation is validation, love is love, and they are really d different concepts. Right. Um, so that's been helping me. Um, and then the, a couple of practical things is I focus more on what I love about myself uh, than what I don't. And you know, at the end of all my, my counseling sessions with clients, we always, I do something uh, called strengths and successes. So we focus on like what they're doing well, um, any progress. And it's always like that. I always leave on a positive note. And um, 
it's it's really interesting what I learned through doing this process. I've been doing it for about a year now with my clients and uh, people suck at this. <laughs> people suck at this. They don't like talking about what's good about them and what's going well. Like for some reason, it's like, you know, you ask people about them and they start to talk about the things they don't like about themselves and what they're struggling with. And we get so preoccupied with this. And I think part of finding our value is learning to focus on what we do love about ourselves, what we are doing well. So make make time every day to just, you know, jot down a couple things that you're doing well. And, and sometimes it's the little simple things like I fucking got out of bed today, you know, and I came onto this podcast <laughs> yeah. recording, like that's my success for today. Woohoo. Because I wanted to just literally hide under the covers, right? Like that's so breaking it down to like, what are you doing? Well, um, and then Michael, you made me, I wrote this down as you were mid, you know, doing your talk is give myself a space to make mistakes. And that's like really what I'm learning right now is like my value can come out of like giving myself space uh, to just be all the parts of me. And again, my perfectionistic fear of failure energy inside of me doesn't like that because I don't want to be seen making mistakes. Um, but again, through this process, I'm like meeting a lot of humility and humility is the energy inside of us that is like, it's so expansive and it's so forgiving and it's so beautiful and it just allows us to be as we are. So like the more I like focus on my value from a place of humility and my higher self, the less I'm like playing in this arena of ego energy, which is like very, very fragile and can easily make us think we're not as valuable as we actually are. So it's like, again, I'm moving towards more heart energy, more higher self energy, which is that humility. Uh, so it's been a big goal of mine for the last few years is, really, really breaking down my ego, making it more flexible. And, and I've been meeting more humility, which I think is just such a, such a gift, you know, it, it restores us back into the sense of like humanity and that we're all in this ride of life. And we're all in this like predicament of the human condition. Right. And when we realize that in ourselves, we give, we, we realize it in, in others. And then that's the space that I'm like, okay, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's afraid of failing. So it's okay for me to get up there and be scared shitless. And right. So this is a big, big learning of mine right now. So. Yeah. And if I, if I may, you, you said something earlier and I feel like it's, it, you know, piggybacking on what you just said at the end there, mm -hmm. you talked about supply and demand. And as you were speaking, I was reflecting and everything, everything that exists matters, you know, and like, no pun intended in that, you know, it, scientifically speaking, it's all matter, you know, uh, so like, uh, funny joke on or universe or whatever, you know, that's very funny, but it, it all, it all matters, you know, and so, like, we can sort of look at this notion of supply and demand to determine value. And also, I would just say, like, your being here matters simply and solely because you exist. Like that's it, you know, and aspect of your being and your experience matters. It's like, um, you know, maybe let's say, for example, there's like, let's say, for example, there's um, someone out in the world who is sort of branded and labeled a villain or someone who I don't really resonate with. They're being and existing in the world in a way that feels unaligned for me. Well, I could say, oh, well, that person doesn't have any value. But the reality is they actually do because they're informing me of, of what is out of alignment for me, what yeah, exactly. does with me. So they do serve a purpose. 
you know, we're, I, I, I like to say we're, we exist on a relational plane. Like, I actually think that that's kind of what we're up to here. And if there's another sort of universe or, you know, uh, somewhere, somewhere galaxies far away that maybe there's like another sort of game they're playing there that's different, but like for all intents and purposes, like this is a relational plane. Everything about this plane has to do with relationship, you know? And so what that says to me is, is it's all valuable. It's, it all matters. It's all meaningful, you know, and, and, and we get to kind of hold it and, and, and observe it and explore it and engage and interact with it in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I miss yeah. your, I missed your meta, your meta energy. Oh yeah. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. And it, can I just say it's, what's interesting is there are moments where like, I'll judge myself. Like I'm critical of myself. I'll notice critical thinking within myself around being so meta because I think something you two do so beautifully is like bring it into sort of the granular, you know, and the points and stuff and the, the specific Michael, you said simple solutions. I love that for you. You should write that down somewhere. <laughs> and, and Matt, you know, like you really sort of break things down as well. And I go, Oh, I should be more like that. Now it's inspirational to me and it's aspirational to me. I would like to incorporate those qualities into my expression mm -hmm. and how I do things. And also, like you just said, thank you for celebrating that I bring the meta, you know, totally. it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I don't have to judge myself. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's very welcomed here. It's complimentary. And that's what I'm yes. saying. You know? It yeah. all matters. Yeah. yeah. It all matters. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm all for it. Me too. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? We covered a lot today, guys. Yeah, I'm a little tired. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. I'm 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 happy with this. I guess uh, for the people who are watching on YouTube, I would love to hear from them as well. So, like, what what are their um, thoughts on like put in the comments the same questions that we asked here? Yeah, be curious to know because like all of these these are totally arbitrary right like exactly. all of these answers so i'd love to hear from some, from some other perspectives yeah yeah mm -hmm. exactly we're here to just stimulate ideas so feel free to share your ideas in the in the comments and uh come and join us in the facebook group gaiman's brotherhood if you have not already and uh and then you'll be able to have access to the um zoom hangouts and and whatnot they're also on our website so if you go onto our website at gaymansbrotherhood.com you can go to events or community and you'll see and you can sign up uh in the to send give us your email and then we'll email you the uh, zoom links and everything for the the zoom hangouts and we yeah we love when when people come like our community members come and share their thoughts and stuff these are probably i think for me one of the favorite my most favorite parts about doing this work in the brotherhood Same. is is facilitating yeah. these men's groups so come and join and dive in know we'll be coming back yeah dive yeah. in yeah, yeah totally yeah yeah it's there's a lot of I, I i'll just i'll reiterate two things one like um yeah there's a lot of juicy stuff happening within this community and i celebrate yeah. for that and i feel like you can hang out in the periphery and you're going to have a peripheral experience you know exactly. but if you really want to get into it like, yeah, dive in, show up to the Zoom hangouts and, you know, join the community, like all of that stuff, get involved, get engaged, because there's a lot here. And being back, I'm like, 
I'm so reminded of that. And I'm I, mm -hmm. and and I'm so grateful to be here with you all. Like it feels so good. I'm like, yes, I miss it. So good. Yeah. 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 I Thank stuck in you. that. It's nice to have you back. Yeah. yeah Thank ditto. you. Ditto. Thank I, you. I feel good about this. And um mm -hmm. yeah. Next chapter, let's create some good shit and let's bring it into the world and transform lives and minds and hearts. And so yeah, I'm couldn't think of two better people to do this with. So yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, until next time, y'all. Take care. Bye.